Welcome to Stutter Stories, where guests from around the world each share the ins, outs, ups, and downs of life and conversation as a person who stutters. Hosted by Trisha Hedinger and Ja Ben. Today's guest comes to us from Ireland. He talks about self-pressure to be fluent, the catalyst of change, and his connection to local support groups. I'd like to welcome Stephen Green. Listeners, please keep in mind that we had some technical difficulties during the recording of this episode. You may hear an occasional echo. Please think of this as a cool DJ effect. Welcome, Stephen. Cool. Thanks. Um, just to say thanks for having me. Uh, it is great to uh, be on your podcast. We're glad to have you here. Why don't you start off and tell us a little bit about yourself? Cool. Yeah, so um, I'm originally from Dublin in Ireland, and but now I'm living down in the southeast of the country in a city called Waterford. And I've been living down here, uh, I think it must be the past 15, 16 years. Um, so, um, yes, so a little bit about myself. I work in social care, so I, I work with people with an with intellectual disability. And uh, I'm presently working in a residential service. Um, and I've been doing this work for quite a long time as well, anyway. Uh, also, I facilitate a support group for people who stutter. Um, and previously, I would have held the role of the chairman of the Irish Stammering Association as well. How do you think growing up in your area may have impacted your relationship with stuttering? Yeah, um, I was thinking about this question because the area that I'm from, uh, the part that I grew up in Dublin, it was a real kind of working class area. So um, our access to speech therapy was pretty limited also. And um, so the information, now this would have been so this would have been back in the 1980s anyway. So, but the information just wasn't really out there. And so I think it was probably a bit of a struggle for my parents just trying to find the right uh, information and just dealing with um uh, so they had to wait for an appointment with a speech therapist also to, uh, if if you are just going with their public uh, service then also so um yeah so i think yeah the main thing i think was maybe the lack of information and the lack of um ac access to the uh, speech therapy services also mm -hmm. and also because like even even though my mother um got to see a speech therapist um i don't think the speech therapist had a speciality in stuttering either so um it was probably quite new to the speech therapist also anyway you know so 
Yeah, that was going to be my question. Was it lack of access to speech therapy in general or lack of access to someone who specialized in stuttering? Yeah, it was it was probably a bit of both. So there would have been the waiting list to go and see a speech therapist and also then um, trying, trying to find a, a speech therapist that had the expertise in stuttering mm-hmm. was was pretty difficult also so mm-hmm. yeah how did your friends and family typically respond to stuttering um my memories are i had a pretty good child uh, ch- childhood I, I didn't really I, I have actually no really um bad memories of uh, being bullied or anything so um I just think just with my friends it was always just part of me like you know it was because uh, because I had been stuttering since uh, the age of about five or six mm-hmm. so um so the friends that I had then would have always seen me stuttering and uh, so on um and also at uh, two of my best friends at the time um they would have had a physical disability as well so uh two two of my friends had muscular dystrophy so um yeah so it was quite uh interesting because like my friends would have had that physical uh disability and then mm-hmm. I and and I would have been the one that would have struggled just with uh, my speech then as well um my family yeah it was like I think it was the thing that they didn't really have much information on okay like what should you do with your child who's daughter so so I think they did the best that they could and like family life was kind of busy because um I have I have five sisters and I have three three younger brothers so like it was a big it was it was a fairly uh, busy uh, home anyway so uh, so I I think my parents they had a lot more things to worry about rather than just my stuttering then as well anyway. Mm. Now do any of your other siblings or anybody else in your family also stutter? Um I think my younger brother actually now he he has never like he was never a diag- diagnosed with a stutter but and he never went to speech therapy services but I think he would be a covert stutterer because he, um, he would tell me that he would get stuck on words and he would probably use a lot of words substitution uh, and but he wouldn't have really a overt a, a stutter like so. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting because he never went to speech therapy or anything. So I don't think he he really has much of a hang up about it. Like, you know, so um, and I think that's an interesting side of it then also. So. Stephen, what are your pet peeves, uh, my peeves about oh, people okay. regarding I think stuttering, or what annoys you about that? My biggest peeves is maybe 
the amount of misinformation that we see uh, out there in relation to stuttering. Uh, and we'd see it in a lot of like the social media then as well. So um, even though personally, I do think the likes of the face the Facebook groups are very valuable to people who stutter, but it can be a little bit like the Wild West at times, mm -hmm. you know, so um, with the amount of misinformation that is being spread on it. And even though maybe some people think that they're being helpful in yeah. suggesting so, so certain things, but um, they are way off the mark and when it comes to uh, what really should be said to somebody who stutters then as well. So. I think there are a lot of well-intentioned people out there on social media that really just kind of miss yeah. the mark um, or and, uh, you know, and think, I think they're one helping of the issues but really is, aren't accomplishing um, what they People don't take into accomplish. account that stuttering can be very, um, it, it can be a it individualized egg experience just for people then as well so so you might have somebody that has found something that works for their stuttering and then they think that um everybody should be able to use this then and for like stuttering doesn't work uh, uh, that way um it is a complex um it's stuttering has so many different factors to it like you know um and then it it, it is really down to the person's uh, life a a experience also anyway so Yeah, back in the 80s, it was like a complete absence of information about stuttering. And now we have this sort of uncontrolled, yeah, and it's, and it's unmoderated, also having the excessive the amount right of information as well. so that's like nearly impossible to weed you're through. you're at a stage of your journey where you're maybe not ready to hear certain things uh, when it comes to your uh, stuttering. So, um and I think that's where you maybe see on some of the Facebook groups, like even though people can be well-intentioned mm -hmm. uh, and and maybe the information is the right information, but maybe the person isn't at the right space of their journey to be hearing that then as well. Anyway, so. Yeah, excellent point, excellent point, yeah, yeah. Can you tell me about a time that was particularly defeating for you or difficult? and maybe what you took away from it, what you learned? Yeah, um, I suppose, uh, and I think I've spoke about this previously, I think the catalyst for change for myself would have been, I had a situation where I was, um, I was, I was acting up in, in, because um, my manager was off on holiday, so I was actually left in charge of the center that I was working in at the time. And um, I received a phone call um, and I blocked on the name of the center. And I, so I blocked and then I got the repetitions. But um, the other person at the other end of the line um, thought that I 
thought that I was a service user, thought that I was a person with an intellectual disability mm. that I was actually looking after. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was quite challenging because uh, because I had to kind of regain my composure and I said, um, actually, sorry, you are speaking to the acting manager here. Um, so, um, yes, but... but Looking back on it, I can see it as the catalyst for a change for me then because mm-hmm. um, because I think it, it helped me to it helped me to get to see the point that um, at the time it was it was like the elephant in the room that there was nobody was talking about. But then it was ever present, you know, mm-hmm. um, and then I was just kind of burying my head in the sand, uh, maybe a little bit. So I think with that situation happening, that was when I looked into um, just to go to a local support group. Mm-hmm. And then actually, that's actually when my stuttering journey just really took took off then anyway so because uh, I started going to the support group and then I found out about a therapy um, group and then I I haven't looked back since. Tell us about your journey with support groups from you know how it began to how it progressed to where you are today. I started attending the support group I think it would have been back in either 2005 or 2006 mm-hmm. and um, this was the first time I really got to meet other people who stuttered then as well mm-hmm. and to just and to be present to hear their and to hear their ex- experiences then as well um, and I just couldn't get a enough of it it was, it was just really it just opened my eyes and just kind of really just opened the door for me to just to look at just to look at my own stuttering then and to just see what avenues that I wanted to go down um so I was able to talk about it first and then um even just getting used to my own stuttering and um even thinking about how I felt about my stuttering so actually that was massive you know and so that was when I I went on the therapy program then and then I started when I came back from the therapy program I took up a fast facilitation role um in this support group that I was a part of and and I suppose that I've been facilitating groups uh, ever ever since anyway so um and also i ended up joining i joined the board of the irish salmon association and i took up the um, role of the chairperson for a number of uh, years then also so so really this support groups really did open up so many doors for just for myself as well anyway so it's really such a victory to see how far we've come with support groups with you know how many people have been impacted by them but also how the perspectives have changed about speech therapy and support groups that they're no longer 
competing. It's not one or the other, but they can work together for the achieving the same purpose. Definitely, because and look, and you can understand because you could understand maybe there's separation because um, it was the early days and people were like so kind of people were finding their voice in this or report groups and maybe they were rallying uh, against maybe a certain type of speech therapy or something so but then now because personally I I really do believe that like um it really has to be a combination of of the both like you know from kind of speech therapy and but peer so report is a vital for even just in the small things so um even being able to cope with a with a re with a relapse um, after you've so uh, maybe you've been in therapy for a while and then things things are going really well but like um then the next thing you maybe get a relapse and then that's when you use your so report group and your mm-hmm. but then you're also um using your therapist also you know so it's a it is really a kind of com it's a combination of uh, both parties there as well isn't it so Mm, yeah can you tell me about a time that changed your perspective about stuttering or yourself for the better what happened who was involved yeah um i suppose it, it would have been on the therapy program that i did back in 2006 i think um so uh, the, the therapy program I did, it was called Dub- Dublin Adult Stuttering. And it was run by three speech therapists. Um, and it was a residential course. So we got to stay in a hotel for five days, I think. And um, so the, the course was all about uh, open stuttering and uh, non non uh, uh, avoidance then as well uh, so we would have watched the um the joseph sheen videos and we would have watched the charles van Ruyper, um the therapy in action uh, videos where uh, jeff i think it was um and but then we would have done like many other things as as a part of it. Like uh, we uh, would have done journaling, uh, journaling just during your evening time as well. And mm-hmm. um, but I think the big the big thing for me was doing the voluntary stammering, um, just being able to maintain eye contact with somebody at the point of stuttering and uh, not panicking like you know um and and even having a bit of fun with it then because i remember in the evening times um like we actually used to there was me and a couple of the other lads uh you you used to go down to the bar to just have a couple of drinks and so we would be going up and um so there's we were doing a voluntary stammering but like we were we were nearly even doing it to uh extreme like so uh like we were like jeff on the therapy in action videos or something so it was it was it was a real kind of 
the uh, sensitization really of the stuttering, like, you know, so. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Tell me about a moment that felt like a success for you or describe a speaking accomplishment. Um, yeah, I suppose when I came, when I came off the therapy program, um, now I, I just felt I was in this big speech bubble anyway. I was just like, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, but, and in the job that I was in, uh, we had a drama. So we had a drama group that we would have done um, with the people who used the service and, um, and they actually put on a big show for all our families and everything, which was in a theater uh, up in Dublin. And the drama teacher asked me, would I do the narr- the, narr- the narration to the play? Um, so I kind of stood up in front of, the, must, have, must have been a couple of hundred people anyway. And, and, and I did the narration to, to the play and and I openly started like it was and it was a thing that I uh, wasn't uh, waiting for that moment that I was going to stutter that I was able to stutter at the start stutter in the middle and like um, everything kind of went really well like you know uh, because I didn't because I didn't have that pressure on 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 myself to be this uh, fluent speaker, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to find out that even though I was still stuttering, I was even I was I was uh, well able to do the narration of the show and all that. So yeah, so much pressure to be fluent. Just imagine if that wasn't even there. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because like previously, you kind of would have been on nearly the kind of hamster wheel of the kind of hamster wheel of uh, fluency, like you know, like that. You're always chasing it, but like you, um, but but you never really kind of get there. That you might have it for, mm-hmm. you might have it for some brief moments, but then um it's your moment of fluency will cost you so much in the long run like you know um because always in the back of your mind you're waiting for that moment that you are going to stutter then and just the pressure just keeps building up then as well anyway doesn't it do you have a mantra or an inspirational phrase that you return to uh for motivation yeah um now i i I have to say that I do love the work of uh, Joseph Sheen, uh, Joseph and uh, Vivian Sheen. So, and I actually, and I loved his sense of humor as well. Like his uh, kind of sense of humor was uh, just brilliant when it came to Estotran. But I think my mantra is that if you are Estotran, um, as an adult, uh, you, you don't have a choice as in whether you are going to stutter, but you have a choice as in how you are going to stutter. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I think that's always been very valuable for me because, like, the whole thing is that I actually know that I'm a person who stutters and I don't really have a choice as in um, if I'm going to stutter, but I really do have a choice in how I stutter as well. Mm. Very, very good. Yeah. 
If you were with a group of people who stutter, what question would you ask them to start a real conversation? Yeah, um, I think I would... I would start. To, I would. I would ask them a couple of questions. I would ask them, okay, like, uh, like, what challenges presently um, does your stuttering pre present to you? Um, but I would also say, but also, can you think of like what qualities do you think you have be because of your stuttering like you know mm. because uh because i i think it can be it can be easy to get lost in maybe the the negative side of stuttering and to get lost in the struggle um whereas if you ask people to think okay can you just think about the qualities that you have maybe because uh because of your stuttering then as well anyways mm. I think that's a great question because if people really took a minute or, or spent some time thinking of some of the positive traits or positive impact that stuttering has had on their life, I think they'd be surprised to find out um, what it has brought to their lives. Yeah, you know, because and um like even just for myself, like I, I, I think like my positive, like my stuttering has given me a lot of uh, empathy for other people, um, and I think I think it's really helped me to be a really good listener also, mm-hmm. um, and I think there's a certain authenticity uh, to you as a person if 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 you can show your stuttering to uh, people um i think it i i i think that it has the uh, uh ability to um t- disarm a lot of people so and uh, you will really start up some real uh con conversations just with uh, people then as well anyway, so mm-hmm. yeah um is there anything else you'd like to share um well, I'd yeah, just to say, I think this is a it's it's a very um, exciting time for people who stutter now as well, because like mm-hmm. if you think just due to COVID as well, um, the international stuttering scene has really kind of uh, blossomed. I think like uh, there's a lot more people are making uh, more con connections uh like i'm i'm uh, i am actually going to be facilitating the first irish and african uh source so report group um actually it's on to annoy um so i'm really looking forward to it like you know so uh to actually just share our experiences of a uh, stuttering here in ireland and to just share it with the lads from Ghana and uh, just to hear their experiences also. So really look. Uh, so I think, yeah, it's a very exciting time for people who have stuttered in as well. So. For sure. This has definitely been an exciting time for people who stutter. And just as a result of the pandemic, 
all the connections that are being made across the world, the little connections like the Irish and Ghana stammering uh, support group, as well as the huge global connections that are occurring. It's just, it's awesome. Yeah, and also, and I think um, it's uh, kind of good time for uh, even for the um, for the professionals to be linking in with the people who stutter down as well, because because uh, that's one of the, the things that um, I've introduced to this support group um, that I'm far 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 facilitating here. Uh, we have we have had um, Dr. Scott Yaris um, has uh, has actually joined our group previously. And we had Dr. Gerald McGuire also. Um, and actually then the meetings were brilliant. Um, Scott and Gerald were very open. And because, uh, and I think it's very important to uh, forge these uh, links just with the professionals also, you know, uh, because um, I, I, cause I think if we want to move, 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 move things forward, um, it, it really has to be a co, co, co elaboration, really, like you know. So. Um, I personally have drastically changed my professional practice as a result of being involved in the support group community. Uh, it really makes a difference in how speech therapists view the treatment of stuttering. And so I, I highly encourage the more collaboration between SLPs and support group community. And Stephen, I think you are a powerful force, and I am so glad that we got to talk with you today on Stutter Stories. I thank you. Cool, cool. Um, yes, so just to... Um... Thank you very much, uh, Tricia, and um, just to wish you all the best with, the, with your future stutter stories as well. So. To learn more about creating or developing support group systems in your area, check us out at www.worldstutteringnetwork.net.